Hey, what's going on? Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and today I'm here with Marina Hansen. How you doing, Marina? Hey, Billy. I'm doing well. Thanks so much for uh, doing some podcasts with me. I think it's cool. Me too. Thanks, Thanks for, for recording. Yeah, I really like uh, getting to do some little podcasts and stuff. And uh, we've been putting up a bunch of pictures this week. I have a bunch of new stuff on my Instagram page. A bunch of the new photos that I'm going through, and I wanted to talk about, I guess, like some little scheme of that. Well, because it's a bunch of stuff, but um, what I've been trying to work on more, and what we've been talking about a little bit, I think we talked about on one of these past podcasts, but it's like building a photo set, or like building a, well, you know, like a portfolio. And we've been doing this for a long time, so we have like a bigger volume of photos than maybe ten or twenty or so. It's like you know more photographs that are worth showing, especially in today's like like stream-based content-driven structure of a lot of the networks that we try and put up content to. You know what I'm talking about? Like in, in the past, like a photographer in the 90s would have tried to focus on putting up maybe 20 pictures. Sure. And now it seems like it's more important to have a wider breadth of that, of putting up more content and filling up constantly, like putting new content into a stream. Like what it we're It seems at. like it. Yes, I think there's a lot more exposure so there's just that demand for you have to have more to yeah. put out because yeah. people are going to see it more often. Yeah. So I, I really didn't know that's a big part of it. And I know that we, we built a lot of stuff uh, already. And uh, but what I've been trying to do this year, like a part of a project that I've been trying to put together is uh, putting together like a collection of the top couple hundred of pictures that sort of show a certain type of thing the way that I want to show it, you know, like it kind of cuts down like the variables of uh of different themes of things, if that makes sense. So like cutting down just a little bit more into like landscapes or, or like photographs of us like doing work on stuff or like working closer to do like maybe like more of the fine art stuff and less of just kind of the side film photos around the house of like things that we're doing. But yeah. I'm trying to think of a way to like kind of make the, the whatever sort of thing of the top 200 images that sort of uh, show the art and the photography that I've been working on over the last couple of years as well as I can. So I'm gonna try and edit that a bunch and then maybe go back through and I wanna like do new adjustments to the Lightroom photos originally and see if uh, if I can like rework some photographs or see if like there's some from like the film book era in like 2012 that I can re-edit a little bit. Yeah. Or make black and white or I don't know, just do something else with and, and see if there's like new life form to be used again. Yeah, I think it's a great idea to go through and re-edit photos from a couple of years past. Yeah, I like it. Lightroom and other photo editing software just progressively gets better and easier to use. Yeah. It gets more and subtle. It gets more sensitive to the way that the... Yeah, a lot more sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And you can really do a, a lot more to get an old photo to look like it was supposed to or like it did in that moment in real life. I've noticed that too, yeah. I think that there's a lot that you can do with some of the newer softwares. But I think like as soon as like Lightroom hit version two and then three is when i saw like a bigger shift in the way that it, that the algorithm worked to make changes to the to the colors of stuff as you changed it like what it meant to go from one percent to five percent mm -hmm. and i think that reworking and and, the, and what it was changing in the pixels and the color of the photo really made a big difference uh in the in the way that you can edit stuff and, and just the way that you can make adjustments to photographs definitely it seems like it's improved so much yeah, I, yeah, it really has. And uh, I mean, and then on top of that, like all the additional stuff that's happened with like sensor improvement from cameras, like those two <laughs> no things. Kidding. 
And so it's really like uh, created a big pinnacle of it. But for a lot of the stuff that we've done over the last couple of years, just scanning film and then doing right. simple adjustments with it. Because we don't really get into like complex Photoshop work or any compositing. No, or, it's really minimal editing. Yeah, even even complex Lightroom work, like adding different gradients or, or using uh, like a like a selected area adjustment brush to make changes to an exposure to a scene. That's like kind of rare in a lot of the photographs that we do too. Yeah. That's not really something I get into very much. Yeah. Or it's a bigger, a bigger scope of a photograph. And I see now like a lot of the pictures, a lot of the, the night pictures that I like are, are composites of different daylight photographs and night exposures, like kind of layered into each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really interesting and kind of strange learning a little bit more about how other people, put some of those photos together yeah i thought i could tell by looking at them but oh, i wasn't yeah. really sure but it seemed like i've been seeing a lot more composite work yeah you know and i had noticed especially composite work for a lot that time. night sky stuff and the night stuff is definitely true i see a good bit of composite work uh just with with low light evening photographs mm -hmm. that people are putting together i think it's interesting and you know the the other fr interesting maybe frustrating thing is like uh i was just looking at some of the before and after stuff but you really see like some really wildly pushed images mm -hmm. or just with like some of the filters and stuff so i've seen that kind of come about a bit and uh, and i know like my images have a good bit of that stuff as well but uh it's just interesting how it is like there's a few different different ways of that stuff that gets put together but i don't know uh, but I'm glad that, you know, we're working on stuff. So overall, the idea is that, and what I've been trying to work on this month was like kind of categorizing and going back through my Lightroom library and finding the top around 200 photos is what my goal is of like all the, the kind of portfolio level and like sort of travel based stuff mm -hmm. of you and I going around and doing stuff. Uh, but yeah, like kind of that level of stuff that I can, I can put together. What I've been trying to do is go back through and, and, uh, and like break that out and rewrite some of the some of the pieces for it or some of the captions that are supposed to go with the photo and so i'm trying to set it up so that i can do that and then i can just put it all together into a photo book or into some kind of like simple thing where i can have like a cool like bigger portfolio book yeah kind of selecting a bunch of new photographs that are like maybe the best stuff i have now doing them like doing a cleanup to edit them so that they're a little bit tighter and then like having them go out. But I'm really trying to push so that the spring and summer I have like a lot of content, a lot of photo content. That's like all my best stuff, but it's all just like a lot of the best stuff. And it's like the top 200 best things that go out as much as it, they should. Yeah. But that's kind of my goal. One of them at least, but yeah, it's, uh, but it's been slow to start though. It's hard to do this. I've been trying to do it all month and it's like a lot of, to, to write up a ton of stuff and put together whatever I'm supposed to, to put together, you know, like a, a hundred posts to go up on <laughs> to the internet. It's it's silly. It's a lot of photos to go through also and decide between. Oh yeah, it's a bunch of stuff. And I don't know if I really have it that well categorized. Like um, when it gets into numbers like that, into like the top 200, I have like a good selection of things I like during that time. And I have a lot of those photos. In fact, you know, the other thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was Mastodon. And that's the thing that, that had helped me kind of figure out what, what, good stuff i have to put up online oh, yeah. and really there's a lot of stuff like because i had to go through pretty quickly and like put up a lot of new photographs when we were trying to get that going a couple of weeks ago and that was pretty cool i thought we should talk about mastodon too like um which is this like open source twitter alternative this like social networking alternative that's built uh 
as an open source instance that's run on a server. And then that communicates to other servers in a federated network, which I guess kind of just ends up giving you like sort of like a Twitter ability thing. But like it came out like just a few weeks ago and, uh, and I had heard about it. And so I went to like, I think it's, I think the original network, the original instance is mastodon.social. And then the one that we joined, I think that had closed down because it was so busy. Do you remember that? Like, how we Yeah, could... I couldn't sign into it. Yeah, and so we went to <laughs> mastodon.network, another alternative instance that was running in that, and that was letting people sign in. But I think that had like a huge amount of growth. It went from, from like 5,000 to 10,000 to 40,000 to 100,000 to like 200,000 to probably like half a million or so. I don't know if it's gotten much bigger than that, but it seems like a huge amount of the open source community. Like my old roommate Micah was on there. It was funny, yeah. Like the like I met him uh, when I was a uh, freshman year of college, and we like roomed together. We had like a a room together up there at the house in in Corvallis, like in 2007, 10 years ago. But he was like he plays, hey, you're a mastodon. Whoa, cool. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, like right away. But uh, but what I was thinking though is I should get in there right away while people are like getting space and 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 getting on there, and, and before there's a lot of content on there. I should just like flood it with as many photographs of the stuff that we'd done in the past as I could. And it was nice too, because we had like all the tweets and all the Facebook posts and stuff already written up for the past couple of years that had just been going out pretty consistently. So that was like a huge number of things to go up. And, uh, and I was trying to go through there and be a little bit selective so that it was a lot of stuff, but it was like kind of the best stuff and some of that repeated. Um, but I think there's like 700 posts on there right now. Maybe a, a bit of that's yeah, repeated, but... Yeah, it's probably around like 500 pictures or so. A lot of those include yours too, of things that we've done and like and pictures of me and pictures of us traveling around together, um, which is really cool. But there's a lot of really good stuff that I'm glad that we have. It's pretty fun. Me too. I think it's really cool that you were able to put so much up right at the beginning. Yeah, and it got a lot of attention too. Or there's a lot. Yeah, of, there's a lot of traction ton of interaction with people. Yeah, or like people in different countries. That was cool to see that where. There's people that are living in Japan right now that got to see pictures that I was shooting or people like on the East Coast that got to check it out, like think about stuff and talk about like the time, the one time they went to Oregon and they saw <laughs> some stuff like that or like, how, but they're 3000 miles away now. Or I think there's someone in France that had uh, made a couple comments about some photos and like talked about it a little bit, but it's cool. Yeah. There's a little bit more interaction right now, which you always get at like the first, the first little jump into an online community or an online social network. And uh, if it's if it stays like normal enough, it's pretty good. They, they're, there's like it's sort of wacky too. Like if you look at the big federated stream, like we've looked mm -hmm. at a few times, and it's just all, it's all like Mandarin ideograms, or and like it's just all stuff in other languages. And so it's like, oh, that just seems kind of blown out. Like so, it's it's not like it's not like a real focus thing of like a lot of content I want to get. And it's, so it's hard to follow people. But if you figured it out, and if you're on like a good local instance, it seems like it's kind of a cool way to communicate with a group or like a, like a little community community about a certain topic. It's cool. It's been fun, but it's kind of a neat little thing to try out. Yeah. It's been really cool. I liked getting stuff on there. I really like right now how there is so much interaction that you actually get to have, which is something I've never really experienced with Twitter. Oh, so it's yeah. cool having people yeah. like actually comment on your photos and yeah, I started my Twitter account 10 years ago. That's a silly decade. 
of uh of like little things that had gone up there and that was like way back too i probably could have made way more use of it then in 2007 if i did what i did on mastodon a couple weeks ago (laughs) on twitter back then it would have been so much smarter back then though i didn't have any of the portfolio i do now to put up so there wasn't really any content to show but since i had like so much content and i was thinking it'd be cool to put a lot of visual stuff up onto a social network that was brand new so that i was like the the dominant source of visual content on that network for at least a day or two yeah that was kind of what i was thinking like you know the this... most followed photographer on mastodon <laughs> for a day you did it <laughs> yeah my, I mean, it. it was cool we got like a little tweet of like a little rundown of like who to follow. oh yeah i saw that and it was a little billy marina for photos little photography team little photo team, <laughs> which is cool i thought that was pretty cool yeah, I thought it was sweet to, to have that. But yeah, it seems like some nice people on there and, and, and some crazy people, but some, some good people too. It's fun. I, I like messing around on Mastodon and checking out new things for, for new social networks. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. Like, uh, I don't know, just get to see little pieces or, you know, like the way that new technologies start to emerge at certain times. Yeah, it's really interesting getting to see it at the beginning and as it's sort of changing. Yeah, and you know, Mastodon may not stick around forever, or it might, you know, it might be here and then it might be gone, like like uh, chat roulette. Back in the, <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Like, yeah, it could be something roulette. like that. Like, so I, yeah, uh, <laughs> I put a lot of time into chat roulette. Oh man, a lot of a lot of duds. There's a, oh, yeah. there's a lot of oh, like yeah. like six in ten were just like weird lewd dudes in other <laughs> yeah. countries but there was a few times there where it was cool like i got to talk to people like i got to talk to like, these two guys going to college in turkey oh neat that was kind of cool and they were just like at a cafe and it was 11 in the morning there but it was like one in the morning in corvallis <laughs> i was like what's going on <laughs> i'm in oregon what are you guys doing and then uh like i talked to this person in uh in istanbul which was kind of interesting. What? A lot of people in Turkey <laughs> that were, <laughs> on that were jumping on chat roulette at the time. But uh, I talked to a person in France. I talked to a person in uh, Mazatlan. That was kind of cool. And they like worked for the tourism de- or they worked for like the government down there in Mexico. Interesting. Yeah. And they, That's cool. Yeah, it seemed pretty cool. I was like, whoa, I want to go to Mazatlan. They said, yeah, it's like pretty great because it's just like a ton of like resorts and stuff and a bunch of cruise ships come through and, and you just go down and hang out and do do like the clean but and then there were that was the first time that they told me about like the differences like mexican food of like coastal mexican food and like the like central and like high country stuff on the east coast oh and there's like different it's like yeah it's like southern food and northwestern food oh if yeah that makes sense. Pretty, you know how it's like different varied. Yeah. yeah culturally it's a little different just because it's kind of grown that way over time but yeah it was interesting like the the way that the, but it was like more like the pico de gas and the fresh salsas and stuff on the Mazatlan, like Pacific Coast, West Coast side. Take me there. Take me there. <laughs> Eat some salsa. <laughs> yeah, it'd be all right. <laughs> it was cool. So I wanted to talk about like a couple of the photos that we put up, which are pretty cool. I liked, I liked a few of the photos, but uh, the first one was uh, a picture of like a set of prints that we had made last year that are still hanging up here. And I was thinking about uh, like different prints and like, I don't know, just like what to do or like how important prints are and like in like making a picture or making mm-hmm. like art of a picture. And I was thinking about that for a lot of these. A lot of these are film photographs, actually, as I look across here. There's a handful of them that are definitely digital. And, and like, I think the, the span of the photos goes for like seven years or so. But I think it was last year at a time. And I want to redo this with you. I printed out 
and you did it too of like uh, a bunch of photos but um but i tried to print out a little set of what i thought was a portfolio at a time i'd probably swap some different photos in now or show them a little bit differently but i took them all and i made a square crop of them and cut them down so that we had like a square crop file and then sent them in and got um got 25 square prints on cardstock which is pretty cool i like like the the look of it did you like your i really that? like it yeah they came out great um, yeah it's really cool was Artifact Uprising? Artifact Uprising, yeah. And you know, I'm really happy with the work that they've done in a lot of ways. It seems like they have uh, they have good good quality card. It seems like they use really product. good quality stuff. My favorite things that we've had printed have come from there. Yeah. Their ink holds up really well too. Yeah. Like all I the really colors look great still. Yeah. They don't look faded at all. I think I And I really I really like that like heavy card stock. Yeah. Or like art paper that i want to try and and like i was just talking about put together this 200 photo portfolio set mm -hmm. and i want to build that into like a an art book that we put together of like art prints on an artifact uprising book that's yeah. like a big portfolio book i really want to try and put that together with you this year i think it'd be really fun yours too like you should I make like your great. own like your yeah, own like I'd love to make a big all book. the marina's photos that she likes the most it'd be really cool but I really want to have like like big things that like are pretty like established pieces of having your work. Because I was thinking about how important it is to have artifacts of your work or have like mm -hmm. physical things that exist in the real world. That's more than just like the what? electrons on the hard drive or like a discrete permalink URL to a Flickr directory somewhere on the internet. And it seems just like a bad fate for all the work and effort that people put into the photographs that they make. Or especially like ours too, because ours yeah. are the ones we can control what happens to them, right? <laughs> And it feels like, yeah, I mean, even when I do print them, it feels like, I mean, I'm looking at a stack here that's about nine inches thick of things I don't look at or see. But the effort to make something an artifact or to make something like a real print, it seems like it's really valuable. Or it seems, I think so. It seems like one of the more rewarding things that I did. Like I remember back years ago when I was in college, just starting up in photography, I went to the dollar store and I got a, uh, a like a black three foot poster board thing and I hung it up on the on the wall in my room and when I go around and I'd shoot pictures and stuff over over like the two or three month period of the term I try and fill it up with uh with the different like photographs that I made and so I was trying to go around it was kind of like my little effort to like kind of fill in the map and make about 50 or so about like I don't know 30 40 50 60 or so photographs to fill up the board depending on how crowded it would get but that was kind of the effort was to try and fill it up with new art that you were making each term. And it seemed like the, the best way or the most gratifying way to see that it was completed was to get the photo, edit the photo, have it posted or something maybe, but like take it and go in each week and get a few of those pictures printed out, even on just like a four by six. So you had like a physical artifact of that, that thing that you made existing and then putting it up somewhere where I could see it for a few months was pretty cool. But I liked it a lot. I had like the... I have the uh, album out there of all those pictures that I had started right. with that I had slipped it into over time. And right now we're looking at, at, uh, at two grids, two boards of photos that are still sort of that same thing. And one of them, like uh, some of the portfolio, the square prints that we're talking about. And then another one of, uh, of four by sixes of more recent work that we put together. And it's cool. I like, I, but I really like having stuff printed out. Me too. I think it's really important. Yeah. And, and it, really, yeah, it's really valuable. And it's, it is more real that way because it is a physical thing that exists that you can take with you, that you can touch, that you can look at anywhere. Yeah. You don't need your laptop. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like if ever that goes down or if ever we pass on or the internet shuts off or whatever it is, 
or my hard drive tanks or you know it just like it seems like it needs to have been around in some way more physically and it seems like now too like when we find stuff of our grandparents or you know art like antiques of the past i don't know what digital antiques are going to be i don't understand how that's going to work i'm not sure (laughs) if we're going to be able to open stuff that's what i was thinking yeah i was i was going to say i don't think it's going to be things that will work yeah i think our electronic artifacts will be broken cell phones what's it gonna be that don't run anymore we're gonna pick up a a thumb drive like a 128 megabyte thumb drive at an antique store in the 2060s how are we gonna read it rena (laughs) we're gonna be on usb f by then (laughs) yeah probably usb k oh man (laughs) we're gonna be way down on the the list there but yeah we're like we even be using that anymore so it just seems like well like how are we going to deal with that or what you know so we just and it's that thing that i've noticed even since high school you just kind of continually have to morph each little bit of your archive of media over to the new thing and it seems like by the time you finish your whole archive in the most current version that's when the next version starts and you have to start again to like start re-archiving that stuff (laughs) some other way yeah there there have been a number of people i've talked to who just don't have a lot of things. You know, ultimately, I might be the person like that too when I think about music or I think about photos. I mean, I've done a really good job of keeping and having an archive of those things and I can get to it, but the complexity of actually accessing it in a way that I can use every day and the amount of stuff I have, mm-hmm. I never get to it. I never see it. And it, in a big way, is just sort of shut off to me. Like all the pictures we took from our trips or all of the music that we like to listen to, like I've wiped it from my phone, which is where I have it. And I don't really have the hard drive to listen to it when i'd want to listen to stuff so ultimately like it's just sort of like inaccessible to me now which is a thing that happens in digital stuff a lot of the time is it seems to be kind of archived out into some other thing other some other digital form to store it like we're talking about even with like a lot of our pictures or a lot of our videos or our media stuff like yeah it might be like on uh, some amazon s3 server for as long as they might exist but it doesn't really exist anywhere it's so silly. So I like how, like the big prints that we made, the big metal prints. I love our metallic prints. Yeah. That's going to be hard to throw. Or, you know, like you, you, that won't get thrown away. Yeah. Maybe like some of the not. little paper ones might, uh, like I know some of the ones that we had printed out in the past, like some of the 13 by 19 ones get faded out over time. And they mm-hmm. might not be the heirlooms that I need to, I need to keep for a huge amount of time. It's okay. I think they were kind of like draft prints in a lot of ways. But I really like having these. And I think overall the message was print stuff because it's kind of cool. Or like, you know, it's, it's cool to have like that, that full circle of taking a picture and then like bringing it out to like some physical thing that exists that you look at whole yeah. and get to somebody. Yeah, I think it means more to other people who see it also. I think when you show someone your cool metallic print or your portfolio book, oh, yeah. that means a lot more and oh, feels like yeah. a more real and more special and more complete thing. It definitely does, you, I think, yeah. You swipe through it on your iPad yeah. or... It seems like that's the Look convenience it of it. A desktop. You need to be able to see it on Instagram. I agree. Like you need to have yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Done. That is part of it. But I think yeah, you really need to have the the, the development. Like the the like yeah, I've taken the time and I built something out of it because it's this valuable. Yeah, I think you need to show that. And so I think that's part of the art of it. Yeah, it definitely is. It's the art form, it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. interesting how that is. Like you think about that. Like there's the simple aspect of like, well, this is a photograph. But then the art form, in a sense, is like kind of putting something bigger together. And yeah, like having the complete piece. More. Yeah, yeah. When it exi- even when it is done, when it just exists on my computer, it doesn't feel like 
it's actually the full the photo yet yeah right it's just my edit of it that's on the computer yeah even if it's on facebook or on instagram or on my website or on whatever it's just it's just that digital copy of it but it's not my it's not the photo yet it's not the piece of art yet yeah i definitely see that it's really true yeah and i think megan making like real art pieces is at least what i'm interested in I love sharing it online. I think that's going to be great. And I want to yeah. do a ton of that. But I think like the importance or it's just important not to forget, forget, especially for me about like making the physical copies. You feel, or at least I do, like I feel really proud when I'm in the living room and I look at that really yeah. beautiful metallic print of yeah. that film photo that I took. You know, and I just think like that's a really cool piece of art that I have. Yeah, I think that's a really valuable, cool piece of art. And, you know, I was thinking about, like, uh, I think I'm looking at a big stack here. I think a lot of these are all film photographs or old things that I printed out over the last many number of years as I got film developed and, and little pictures developed at the store. Uh, and a lot of these pictures are sort of silly. This is just printouts of everything. But I'm really glad in some ways that I have them. Or like, it's cool. A little picture of Marina I just picked up here. That was so long ago. It was like 2011. <laughs> it was really long ago. How fun. Yeah. So that that like little, that moment of nostalgia, I think is probably worth the uh, satisfaction of the, the 14 cents to p- get a printout. A little four Absolutely. by six, a few f- three by fives printed out as some of the memories that you got. It's better than having it run away on a little hard drive. But I definitely agree. It's cool. But thanks a lot, Marina, for doing a little podcast with me. Yeah. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Doing a little photo podcast, talk about handful of different uh, printing options. Or not printing options per se, but uh, the value getting stuff printed out. I think yeah. it's so cool. But yeah, at Billy Newman, at Marina Rosales on Instagram. I think I have a website too. It's billynewmanphoto.com. Marina, thanks a lot for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks a bunch, Billy. So on behalf of Marina Hansen, my name is Billy Newman. And thank you guys very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.